the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The U.S. announces another round of sanctions to squeeze the Russian economy. This is the latest in a series uh, that is squeezing down on the Russian economy. Pro-abortion activists protest outside the homes of conservative Supreme Court justices. They're saying, go to their home and protest. This is where they live. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signs the largest tax relief bill in Florida history. We have the worst inflation in this country in over 40 years. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast, your first look at today's top stories for May the 9th, Monday. I'm Mike Scott. In Ukraine, dozens of citizens feared dead on Sunday after a Russian bomb flattened a school in Luhansk, where about 90 were taking shelter, according to Ukrainian officials. Ukrainian officials say that all of the women Elderly and children have been successfully evacuated from the Asvostol steel plant in the city of Mariupol. However, it is unclear if civilian men have been allowed to evacuate as well, or if they remain with Ukrainian soldiers. Turning toward the homeland, the U.S. announced a new slate of sanctions against Russia, cutting off Kremlin-controlled media outlets from American advertisers and prohibiting the country from using U.S.-provided management and accounting consulting services. Former U.S. Ambassador Bill Taylor joined MSNBC to discuss the new sanctions. This is just the latest in a series of very harsh sanctions that the United States and its allies, uh, let's be real clear, these are international, uh, international sanctions that will have effect because they are international. But this is the latest in a series uh, that is squeezing down on the Russian economy. The goal here is to take the revenues away from the Russians that uh, enable them to pursue this war, to bring some accountability. Uh, You saw the 2,600 members of the military who were sanctioned, Um, the sanctions on media, uh, sanctions on oil and gas companies and their boards. Uh, this is this is a continuous squeezing down, uh, a continuous tightening of the noose around the Russian economy. This comes as Russia is poised to celebrate Victory Day, a celebration of Russia's victory over Nazi Germany. The celebrations are typically marked by an elaborate military parade on Moscow's Red Square. Western officials have voiced concerns that President Vladimir Putin will use the occasion to officially declare war on Ukraine. K.T. McFarland, former President Trump's first deputy national security advisor, joined Fox News on Sunday discussing the significance of Russian V-Day and how it may play into the war in Ukraine. Well, it's a big deal tomorrow. I mean, this is the celebration of the great Russian people's victory over Nazi Germany. And the way President Putin has played and spun the Ukraine war to his own people is that this is the great Russian people going in to get rid of the Ukrainian Nazis. 
So it's, it's the nobility of the cause. I, what I'm looking for tomorrow is a couple of things. Is he going to come back with a lot of nuclear sable rattling? Is he going to attend these events? Sometimes he has, sometimes he hasn't. McFarlane believes that Putin may take the opportunity to escalate the war in Ukraine by pointing a finger at the U.S. for its interference. If he attends, what's he going to look like? You know, there's a lot of speculation that he's sick or that he's been so isolated that he's miscalculated everything. So that's what I'm also looking for. But then finally, is he going to escalate this war? You know, there's a lot of speculation he's going to use the occasion of the victory to say, we're winning this war, but it's really the West that's coming after us. It's the United States, it's NATO, and as a result, we, the Russians, are going to escalate. And I don't know what escalate means, but we're in totally unknown territory right now. McFarlane goes on to say that President Biden is helping the Russia propaganda machine. Well, we're definitely feeding into his propaganda. You know, the, the Biden administration can't help but brag about this. They should keep their mouths shut. If yeah. they are helping, that's great. But why make it look like we're participants in this war? It just feeds into Putin's argument that, oh, this is not NATO. I mean, this is not even Ukraine. It's NATO. It's really the United States coming after the brave and, and noble Russian people. In Israel, the Knesset will return from recess on Monday in what could be a fight for the political life or death of Prime Minister Naftali Bennett's coalition. After losing its majority in the Knesset, the fragile coalition will have a hard time passing any legislation and faces a huge risk of crumbling before the session is over. Dissolving the Knesset and calling for an election won't be that easy either. Benjamin Netanyahu, the former prime minister and Likud party leader who now leads the opposition, only has the support of 54 lawmakers he would need 61. Ambassador and historian Michael Oren spoke with the Salem Radio Network. He touched on the reappearance of Netanyahu and Israel's political future. Oren believes the presence of the former prime minister has a big impact on reshaping Israeli government. As long as Netanyahu is in government, much of Israeli politics will be about him. Because the only reason that the center-center-right can't put together a coalition is because there are a number of parties whose heads, to put it mildly, do not like Netanyahu and will not sit in the same government with him. But if Netanyahu weren't there, the his Likud party could join a coalition and be part of a very strong center-center-right government. Oren went on to say former Prime Minister Netanyahu may return to a leadership-sharing agreement with one-time rival Benny Gantz. Benny Gantz uh, could sit in the government with Netanyahu if Netanyahu promised him uh, the first shot at being prime minister in a rotation government. That's the only way Benigans is going to be prime minister. Oren went on to explain the rocky history between Netanyahu and his former rival. Maybe he did betray Benny uh, in the last rotation, but here's the difference. This, in this, that rotation, Bibi was the first prime minister and was the second prime minister. This time, Benny would be first, Bibi would be second, and Benny Gantz gets to be prime minister. It's the only way he's going to get to be prime minister. Weather conditions described as potentially historic are on tap for New Mexico. Over the next several days, the largest fire burning in the U.S. could chew through even more mountainsides. Dave Bales, incident commander for the Calf Canyon Fire, says the upcoming weather will hamper efforts to battle the blaze. We're expecting extreme winds uh, really for the next six days. We've been broadcasting this for the last few days. 
um, anticipating of this really unprecedented historic event of weather. Bales went on to say that high winds are making it difficult to battle the fire. We have lots of what we call structure protection crews and engines, uh, groups that are out assessing potentially where this fire is wanting to go and, and assessing uh, structures, treating structures. The Hermit's Peak Fire has been burning for more than a month and has torn through an area larger than the city of Chicago. Abortion activists protested outside the homes of Supreme Court Justices Brett Kavanaugh and John Roberts after a leak of a draft opinion revealed the country's highest court may overturn Roe v. Wade. Outgoing White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki would not condemn pro-abortion activists who are planning to protest outside the homes of the justices. He doesn't care if they're protesting outside the Supreme Court or outside someone's private residence. I, I don't have an official U.S. government position on where people protest. I want it, we, we want it, of course, to be peaceful. And certainly the president would want people's uh, privacy to be respected. But I think we shouldn't lose the point here. The reason people are protesting is because women across the country are worried about their fundamental rights that have been law for 50 years, their rights to make choices about their own bodies and their own health care are at risk. That's why people are protesting. They're unhappy. They're scared. Senator Marsha Blackburn of Tennessee joined the Salem Radio Network to discuss the doxing of these Supreme Court justices. Now think about this. They're saying go to their home and protest. Uh, this is where they live. It's where they rear their families. It's where they sleep at night. Blackburn was outraged at the violation of privacy and the safety of the Supreme Court justices at their private homes. What they're doing is saying, okay, protesters, here is where you're going to find them. Show up. It is, it is astounding. This is the kind of thing that people need to be held to account for. The Tennessee senator is astounded that a person working at the Supreme Court would violate their position of trust to leak a draft copy of that deliberation prior to publication. If there would be an activist in the court who would decide to use their position, that they would reveal a document that is a working document. Democrat Senator Chris Murphy of Connecticut tried to play go-between, saying no one should be threatening violence against a Supreme Court justice or any member of Congress. Texas Governor Greg Abbott wants to challenge another decades-old U.S. Supreme Court precedent. Daybreak Insider's Ron DeRoxtra has that story. This one requires public schools to educate students regardless of legal status. The Republican is considering mounting a renewed challenge over a 1982 decision known as Plyer v. Doe that struck down a Texas law that sought to deny enrollment to any student not legally admitted into the country. Abbott's offered no timetable for when Texas may launch a challenge or how. Ron DeRoxtra reporting. The Madison, Wisconsin headquarters of a pro-life group was the target of vandalism and arson. Reporter Courtney Sisk 
describes what happened. The attack is raising concerns among other pro-life organizations across the state, including pro-life Wisconsin based right here in Brookfield. Now, according to police, they say someone threw a Molotov cocktail at the headquarters of the Wisconsin Family Action Group in Madison. That weapon did not ignite, but officials say a separate fire started because of it. Someone also spray painted the side of the office there with the words, if abortions aren't safe, then you aren't either. Pro-life Wisconsin leaders tell me today the attack is alarming, but it won't change what they're fighting for. Anna Denus of Pro-Life Wisconsin says the attack will not deter them. We're, we're saddened by it. Um, we believe that the, the people responsible for this should be held responsible under the law. Um, but the pro-life community will not be intimidated by this. We'll, we'll not relent in the face of fear mongers. We're committed to um, defending every human life. Madison Police Chief Sean Barnes announced police are working with the Madison Fire Department and federal authorities to investigate the Wisconsin arson. Floridians will get more than a $1.2 billion tax break on a host of items from diapers to mobile homes thanks to a bill Republican Governor Ron DeSantis signed into law on Friday. Today I'm going to sign into law HB 7071. Uh, This is actually the largest tax relief in the history of the state of Florida, $1.2 billion tax relief package. DeSantis says that the Biden administration was warned against printing too much money. You've seen the federal government just printing trillions of dollars, spending unimaginable amounts. And, you know, they were warned that if you did this, you were going to spark inflation. They said, no, you won't. Then when we saw it, oh, it's just a blip. And then they said this and they have all these excuses. The fact of the matter is that we have the worst inflation in this country in over 40 years. DeSantis went on to argue that the inflation we are seeing now was caused by the policies of the federal government. Fuel, like uh, groceries, utilities, all these things, they're much higher than 8.5% increases. And so that's where we find ourselves uh, having to fight, uh, you know, I think really a uh, federally induced inflationary spiral. The Florida governor went on to warn about what he believes will be a coming recession. But you have the inflation. Now you have the Fed's going to keep raising interest rates um, and it's going to slow down the economy. So there's just a lot of uh, a lot of storms on the horizon when you look at what the federal government's done. Now, the good news is in Florida, and I hope none of that happens, but it's prudent for us to be planning to be able to handle this if it happens. But not everyone is on board with the Florida move. Jared Walzik, vice president of state projects for the Tax Foundation, says that the tax holiday he believes will not help that much. Tax holidays generally are more political than economic solutions. Uh, for broader tax holidays, you know, the sales tax holidays you see, they shift some consumption around, but they don't really change what people purchase. The European Union says it believes Apple has abused its dominant position by limiting access to rivals to its mobile payment system, Apple Pay. Daybreak Insider's Jeremy House has that story. The EU's executive arm has been investigating the technology company since 2020. The European Commission's preliminary view is that Apple is restricting competition by preventing mobile wallets app developers from accessing the necessary hardware and software on its devices. The Commission says the practice has an exclusionary effect on competitors and leads to less innovation and less choice for consumers for mobile wallets on iPhones. 
Gas prices continue to skyrocket. The average U.S. price of regular grade gasoline, no lead, jumping 15 cents over the past two weeks to 4.38 a gallon. Fuel price analyst Trilby Lundberg says the futures market was the major driver behind the latest increase in gas and diesel prices as investors eye the European Union as it considers further actions to punish Russia for its invasion of Ukraine. Shall it, in fact, embargo uh, Russian crude oil? Some of that, uh, pre- some of the price hike from that would have been built in. However, it will definitely cause another shock to the market. And we may see further price increases coming immediately in the crude oil markets worldwide. Lumberg says with crude prices on the rise, it still doesn't fully account for the big jump in prices. Instead, we have to look at the futures market for both of those products, which are very sensitive to world events and events that affect supply of of refined products. And those are shooting up. So chances are we will have further price hikes. The current price sits just a nickel below the highest average price in history, 4.43 a gallon set on March 11. And finally, an 80 to 1 shot hits at the Kentucky Derby. Rich Strike is your winner. At this year's 148th Derby, for almost all of the race, the favorites ran as predicted. But in the final few paces, jockey Sonny Leone cut Rich Strike to the inside to beat favorite Zandon and Epicenter to win the race. Epicenter has taken the lead as they arrive into the final furlong. Sandon is coming after him. Epicenter and Sandon, these two, strive for stride. Simplification now. Rich Strike triggered the second biggest upset in the race's 148-year history, paying $163.60 to win. Rich Strike trainer Eric Reed says he's not surprised his horse won the Derby. This horse was special months ago, and my owner allowed me to do a program most people wouldn't, a rider-rider most people wouldn't. And this, this is what happens. Jockey Sonny Leone says he had confidence in his 80-to-1 long-shot ride. 15 yards before the wire, I say, I think I got that race. <laughs> I got to push him more hard than ever. That's what I did. And then I can say what I feel, man. That's, that's real. Rich Strike entered only when Ethereal Road scratched out on Friday morning and is one of the longest odds horses ever to win the race. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider Podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at SRNNews.com and TownHall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.